0: So fun fact, actually, when you look at procrastination, it's a survey that I read, actually, was saying that on average, a person procrastinates to at least 55 days a year. That's a lot. So this is the math. They said 218 minutes per day is spent as the subsequent effect of procrastination. And then when you multiply that, it gives you like 79,570 minutes. That gives you 55.3 days that we spend morning good afternoon and good evening wherever you're listening from welcome to the obsessive spring and i am your host bruce aka coach sibs and today we're talking procrastination yes i'm getting in your business today i'm coming in your house those who just joined us Welcome to the family. And for those who are still with us, thank you for still sticking along with Obsessive Speaking. You are the reason why we are here to have these conversations. Hope they help you, hope they enlighten you, and hope they make your day a little bit better. So without further ado, we're just gonna dive straight into it, as we always do. Don't forget to give the Obsessive Speaking a rating. So fun fact, actually, when you look at procrastination, it's a survey that I read, actually, were saying that on average, a person procrastinates to at least 55 days a year. That's a lot. That's 200 and so this is is the math. They said 218 minutes per day is spent as a subsequent effect of procrastination. And then when you multiply that, it gives you like 79,570 minutes. That gives you 55.3 days that we spend procrastinating but before we even talk about how do we stop this or how do we get out of that rut when you're procrastinating we first have to understand what it is so the thing we need to know is i have to understand what is procrastination the types of procrastination and the types of procrastinators those are different things there is the procrastination part of it And then there is the procrastinator. What type of a procrastinator are you? Because everything has circumstance. So I think the best thing we can do is to start off with the types of procrastinators before we even dive into the procrastination part. Mind you, this is going to be a two-part episode where the second part is we now look at how do we get out of that rut? How do we come up with a plan to move out of that zone of procrastinating, especially when you have vital things that you need to do. And then we're going to segregate and separate the positive or negative aspect of it, but today we just want to get acquainted and really know what that means. Cause a lot of people think it means lazy, not so much. Okay. So the first type is the perfectionist. We all have that friend who cannot get started or who cannot finish a stage or a project or whatever it is, because they want it to be so pristine from the get-go, from jump. Not that I'm saying it's bad. It's not. It's really good. But you have to be strategic about it. So these are the people who pay particular attention to the minor details. And they stress over those details because they need to get them. Second type of procrastinator is We have what is called the dreamer. The dreamer is someone who enjoys making a plan more than taking action. They're the dogs that are all bark and no bite. They're very creative individuals. You have to give them that, but it's hard for them to actually finish a task. Then third type of procrastinator is the avoider. So this is a person who's very worried to take up a task. They think they can't manage it. They get scared and then they literally sabotage themselves before it's like self-sabotage before they even start the task, or before they the task even proves to be more than they can chew so they'll rather put off the work than be judged by others based on speculative performance then you have The crisis maker, which is our number four, lucky number four, they deliberately push back work until last minute. We all know those people who like to hustle on the 11th hour when things are almost due and they are running all about, but they're the ones who like to work best under pressure because it gives them that microscopic focus and they have that short burst and they execute, and then they wanna go back into relaxation mode. We have number five, who is what we call the busy bee. This type are basically the ones who are very fussy. They have trouble prioritizing or organizing tasks that they're doing. They either have too many of them or refuse to work on what they see that is actually worth the effort because they are spread so wide that they become thin. That's when they say, kind of trying to be a jack of all trades but you're actually mastering none. You have your hands in too many cookie jars. So they don't really know how to choose a task that's best suited for them. So other than making that decision, they would rather postpone it. So these are the five types of procrastinators. And we're going to get into types of procrastination. Remember, I talked about procrastinators. Now we're talking about procrastination itself. It comes in different types. For one, you can say part of it is mild, average, and severe procrastination. When you look at these three subsets, it's basically focuses on how often or how many times a person pushes back things or how long you put off something that you're supposed to do. When you look at that, the mild, put off stuff, yes, but not so much, and then you have the average, they're a little bit more than the mild. They have a lot of stuff that they push back and it kind of affects their work, but not to detrimental effect. So it's one of those, they, they get too close to the deadlines. And then when we have severe, it's that type of procrastination where you want to do it last minute and you have so much pressure because you push it back when you still have the time or the chance to do it without any pressure. Those are the first three subsets and then the other two subsects we have is what we call acute and chronic procrastination acute is defined as short periods of procrastination and then chronic is basically long periods of procrastination so you push back stuff for very long especially when it comes to projects when it's acute You put stuff on the side, maybe you're just trying to put things together or you're trying to gather your thoughts, then execute all your ducks in a row. And then the other two, I would like to think are most interesting parts of procrastination. So it's the anxious and hedonistic procrastination. Anxious basically is when you put stuff back because... You're very anxious about starting it. You're anxious about how it'll work out. So basically you overthink it. So you see the type of procrastinator that you can associate this type of procrastination is the, the overthinker because you're filled with so much anxiety to do something. It, you kind of push it back before you want to take it off. And then despite the intention of wanting to work on the project, they put these delays. The hedonistic, procrastination basically this is delays due to lack of interest or lack of care you're just not interested in whatever it is that you're doing you'd rather do something else that stimulates you so you just put it on the back burner and you say okay fine I'll get to it when the time comes but at the moment I want to go out with my friends binge watch a series so I am not going to pay attention to this project that i'm supposed to do it's boring to say the least or you just don't care about it and then we have active and passive type of procrastination so active basically is a delay that leads to positive outcomes the active type of procrastination let's say you are struggling to come up with a theme or you're working towards a project you want to engineer your project to get people's attention so sometimes you put the project on the side while you gathered your thoughts you look for that creative that light bulb moment and then once you get it you execute so that is active procrastination then the passive is quite the opposite it has very damaging effects because you put something on the side and then because of that delay stuff just goes wrong then the last one would be domain based procrastination it's very self-explanatory That it is procrastination that occurs within specific domains. For example, I could only procrastinate stuff that has to do with school or stuff that has to do with a specific aspect of work, a specific task, but everything else that is outside of that specific bubble I execute. It's just that that one specific task is the one thing that I have or that I due to maybe lack of interest, put on, put on hold. Procrastination, how do you get out of it? You can only know how to get out of something if you understand what you're in. More often than not, we fail or we give things the wrong labels because we lack understanding. So before you come up with a solution for a problem, first have to understand and appreciate what the problem is. So you see someone can fall in so many of these areas, depending on what type of procrastinator are you, and depending on the situation that you're going through. Number two, when you procrastinate, that doesn't necessarily mean you're lazy. There are certain aspects of procrastination and certain types of procrastinators that align with lack of interest. On our next podcast, we're going to be talking about How do you fix, how do you get out of each aspect that we've mentioned? If you're this type of procrastinator, what is the advice that we can give you to move past that particular challenge? Every Sunday, if you know where to be, log on to your Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, we are there everywhere, just for you. 10 AM middle Eastern time. Accessories premium. coach sibs your host i will never miss a heartbeat for me it's peace love happiness i'm out